It's the Shop Stewards Corner here on Metro FM Talk, and uh, tonight we take a look at the proposals around the new national minimum wage. Now, um, uh, yeah, I guess uh, the uh, proposal by the National Minimum Wage Commission here is to have uh, the um, minimum wage increasing uh, by uh, seven, uh, or oh, sorry, nine point six nine percent, and uh, that of course will depend on where inflation is, but that's corresponds to where inflation was in September 2022, plus uh, 2.1%. And uh, effectively, depending on where inflation might be in the month where the national minimum wage comes into effect, uh, that uh, might influence the exact number. But it's quite clear that the national minimum wage will be hovering uh, around the um, yeah, 25 rand mark, uh, between 25 and uh, 26 rand, uh, depending on where inflation is in the month of implementation. This is indeed... If uh, the uh, Minister of Employment and Labour, Tulas Nlesi, assigns uh, uh, this proposal into law. And uh, we talk about that tonight and uh, make sense of it with the Chief Director uh, for Labour Relations at the Department of Employment and Labour, Mr. Tembingosi Mkalipi. Mkalipi, good evening, welcome, compliments of the new year. and Compliments to you and to the Thank you very much for joining us. Maybe, Mr. Mkalipi, just for the benefit of some of our listeners uh, who might have been following the national minimum wage debate uh, when the minimum wage was introduced in uh, uh, 2019, um, in this month, actually, in 2019. So uh, it effectively celebrates four years uh, this year in operation. And uh, it started off at around 20 rand an hour. And, uh, yeah, I guess has moved somewhat. And the coverage was not 100% for farm workers and for domestic workers. Where are we now insofar as um, the level of the minimum wage proposed here by the Commission and also insofar as coverage is concerned? Well, I mean, uh, this uh, would move on from then on because now, as we speak, uh, uh, when we reviewed the national minimum wage last year, farm workers were pegged at the same level with all other workers. Mm. And the domestic sector was also moved up, therefore... Uh, this year uh, to uh, to the same level with other workers. Uh, uh, if all goes well and the minister accepts those recommendations, um, uh, well, I mean the issue that you raise, I mean the issue of uh, compliance is still a problem because the research that the commissioner is doing every year. Uh, uh, Mr. Mkalipi, just yes. just on that note of uh, compliance, we seem to be battling with your line. So. Uh, uh, please hold the line just for me for a, for a second while we try and call you again so that we can uh, re-establish uh, our connection there with uh, Mr. Tembe Gosim Kalipi on a much better line. He is the Chief Director for Labor Relations out at the Department of Employment and Labor. Yeah, 29 minutes it is after 8 p.m. We take a look tonight at the uh, recommendations or proposals by the National Minimum Wage Commission for the 2023 adjustment of the national minimum wage. And of course, um, when such an adjustment is made, according to the National Minimum Wage Act of 2019, uh, a lot of, uh, or 2018, I should say, Act uh, Number 9 of 2018 came into effect in 2019, um, they consider and take a look uh, at a few things. Um, inflation, in order to uh, ensure that there isn't an erosion of the real value of uh, this uh, wage floor for many workers working in vulnerable sectors. And they also look at uh, wage levels and collective bargaining outcomes, the level of national output, and uh, effectively, of course, uh, uh, the implications uh, of uh, inflation to different uh, parts of the income distribution. So, you know, poorer people, it seems, um, 
much more impacted by a higher uh, um, rate of growth in prices than maybe those at the top of the distribution. They also look at the impact on hours of work, impact on the creation of employment, impact on small, medium, and micro enterprises, and uh, uh, also, I guess, the ability of employers to be able to shoulder uh, the burden of adjustment to a new a wage for the bottom end of the distribution and uh, also looking at, I guess, uh, unit labor costs and productivity as well. I hope, uh, um, Mr. Mkalipa, I have you back on a better line. Before we lost you there, you were talking about the issues around compliance or non-compliance. Uh, let's pick it up there. Yes, one of the things that um, we've moved on since four years ago, domestic workers, farm workers have moved on, uh, in terms of equalization, we move forward on that. And the major challenge that we are having is compliance, because the research that we're doing on a yearly basis when we prepare for review of the national minimum, we, we look at the issue of compliance. And compliance has been consistent on the, uh, around the 60% level, which mm. is not good enough at all. And that's an issue that we need to deal with yeah. as a department and as society and labor market. At, uh, business and labor try and solve mm. this problem. Mr. Mkalipe, I and would imagine um, just, I mean, it's 60% non-compliance or compliance is 60%, so about 40% of employers who should be paying the minimum wage do not pay it. I would assume that the impact is not the same across different sectors. Who are some of the sectors as culprits that uh, have the highest levels of non-compliance? We, we don't have that information yet now. Okay. We, uh, and uh, we should have it by, uh, I'm sure, uh, to next, before the end of this quarter, because that's a question that we've asked exactly mm. to disaggregate this information in terms of sectors, because we need to know which sectors are more problematic so that we can uh, target those sectors in terms of uh, compliance. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that, that's, that's the next challenge. That, and uh, I'm sure our report that we'll be giving the next time in our research, it will indicate this, and we're hoping mm. to get that final report either by the end of this quarter or the beginning sure. of the next quarter. Mr. Kalipi, I mean, it's quite clear from certainly the report that the commission or the, uh, I guess, gazette uh, that came out of the commission's proposal here, showing that um, clearly a lot of the inflation that uh, would be factored into the adjustment here being driven by food and transport prices, and of course I'd also add housing prices there. You also did look at, um, you know, uh, bargaining council wage increases, Talk to us about some of what uh, was seen there and also based on inflation, how that informed what the commission proposed as an adjustment. Well, in terms of the law, remember the law requires the commission to look at all of the parameters, look at what's happening in the collective bargaining arena because you don't want the minimum wage that will go uh, in front of the collective bargaining because collective bargaining is the only source that is able to take uh, most of the workers out of poverty and, re and increase their wages through collective bargaining. Therefore, you don't want to undermine collective bargaining. Mm. But what has come out is that, I mean, the, the increases in collective bargaining have been almost in all the sectors that we've looked at below inflation. That's, there's no doubt about that. Uh, if you look at the public sector, the increase is 3% and all others would look at that. But Obviously, we're moving from a very small base uh, in terms of the minimum wage. Uh, uh, that's the issue that we've looked at. Uh, we, uh, also, the issues of, 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 of non-compliance, 
on these issues affect that. And also we look at the, the effect of the national minimum wage on jobs. I mean, the research that was done over the last four years, every time they, it comes out indicating that there's not been there's no evidence that shows that as a result of the minimum wage, jobs have been lost. Mm. But as you've indicated, a decision has not been taken what would be the quantum of the increase. These are the proposals, and they are better out for public comment. We're going to, to look on those public comments and then uh, draft a final draft to the minister for the minister to make up his mind mm. on. Uh, and remember also in the commission, uh, there's the commission on this issue. Uh, some of the commissioners of the view that the, 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 the increase, what they all agree on is that the increase should be inflation plus. Mm. What that plus is, that's where the difference is. Whether should it be 1%, should it be 1.5%, should it be 2%, those are the issues. And that's, those are the issues that the minister will have to see what are the public comments that are put, that are coming through this process, mm. and then make up a decision in terms of that. You make an interesting point, uh, 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 Mr. Mkalipi, just on, on, on the earlier comment you were making, that since the introduction of the minimum wage in 2019, there hasn't been an observable decline in the aggregate number of people who are employed, nor has there been a significant decline in the numbers of weekly hours of work observed in general, according to the Commission. Um, how does this square up, um, in your view, to how... I guess uh, many of the arguments in favor or against a minimum wage at the time uh, would have been made. I, I mean, I certainly recall many arguments anticipating a jobs bloodbath in the labor market. I think those arguments are therefore done, done away with that. The issue now is what should be the rate of the increase of the national minimum wage that will sustain uh, the jobs that we have and mm. not create unemployment. That's the real issue. We're not having a debate about whether a national minimum wage is desirable or not. Sure, Even sure. those people who are coming with that idea, uh, they can see uh, through the data that we are releasing in terms of the research, because all of these results are public. Everybody can see it in our website when we publish what the research says mm. uh, in terms of this issue. Therefore, that debate uh, is no more of a relevant. Mm-hmm. The other element, of course, is uh, if we consider this issue of non-compliance, whether or not there's been, a, since the introduction of the Act, some initiatives to expand the approach to enforcement, but also the resources uh, that go into the effort of enforcing you know, labor laws, in particular, in this instance, the national minimum wage. Uh, many have said, you know, um, it's all good and well to have the minimum wage, but um, when it comes to resourcing enforcement, it seems sometimes government goes into um, a gunfight with a knife? Uh, look, I mean, the issue for me is that the issue of enforcement is a very tricky one. Mm. I mean, it's a similar situation with crime. Can you have a policeman for each and every house? Sure. Can you have an inspector for each and every establishment or domestic sector? We need to, as we say, we need to look on this non-compliance and, and, and look at the sectors. Which are the sectors that are the culprits here mm-hmm. so that we can use the resources that we have wisely and target those sectors that are the culprits. But if the, the, the non-compliance is spread equally, then it makes it very difficult. Then, I mean, we can't uh, have even any hope of uh, increasing our capacity 
uh, because all of that depends on the growth of the economy, the fiscal, what the fiscal is. If we go to the fiscal, you ask more money, we need to compete with health, with the police, with uh, all other uh, priorities of government. It's not easy. It is an issue that we keep on discussing on a yearly basis, but we know that, I mean, for us to go to Treasury and ask for more money and, uh, and, and when we compete with other more also important uh, priorities, it's not easy. We need to use the resources that we have wisely, mm. intelligently, and, 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 and also uh, there's got to be consequences for uh, non-complying, for those companies that are not complying. Not complying. The, the other consideration I guess the Commission takes into account is um, around sort of the reduction of wage differentials, uh, which is also something, I guess, um, arising from another piece of legislation, the Employment Equity Act as well, which uh, requires the same. Um, what are some of the things, I guess, that have come out of the Commission's work insofar as this area is concerned? We know, you know, according to the literature, that South African inequality, a big chunk of it is driven by inequality in wages among those who are employed, even though we have massive unemployment. Um, what has the Commission said on that score? Well, there are two things. I mean, if you look at the, I mean, the, the National Minimum Wage Act, it requires the Commission to deal with this issue, the issues of wage differential and the mid-term uh, targets. What is it that as a country, where do we want to take our minimum wage? Where do we want to go mm. in terms of the minimum wage? And, uh, and, and one of the uh, 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 calls, a uh, document that we publish is the decision of the minimum wage commission that indicates that they intend to pay the minimum wage on uh, the need uh, of, the, uh, of, of the wage in, the, in this country. And, uh, and, and then that will give us an indication of how, uh, uh, what should be the encounter of increases for us to reach that, how long should we push to reach that uh, mid-term target that we want to reach, that's the first issue. The second issue is that the, the commission is busy with an approach, the decision, no decision has been taken yet, looking at the research on dealing with this issue on uh, income differential. How do we deal with that? Because yeah. you, you and, and, and it's linked to this issue of the midterm. Uh, how do you, because we don't want to uh, give too much of a shock to the market uh, in these issues when we come to these issues, because we've got to be very careful. Although Mr. minimum wage has not affected jobs so far, wouldn't want to act recklessly, wouldn't want to see it affecting jobs. Therefore, um, that's a discussion that is taking place at the Commission looking at these two issues. We think that by the end, before the end of this year, there will be some form of a decision on the Commission on what will be the approach on both the mid-term and the, the income differential. And then lastly, Mr. Mkalipi, the process from here onwards. I mean, this was gazetted on the 15th of December. Um, and there's an invitation for written representations um, in line with Section 6, uh, Subsection 2 of the uh, National Minimum Wage Act. Um, so I assume that you are calling out to members of the public, um, interested and affected stakeholders to submit their written representations. Uh, by when? The representation must be submitted by the end of this month, January, uh, because the intention is that uh, uh, any uh, decision to, to, to on the quantum of the increase uh, should be effective, at least if we can work fast on these issues by the 1st of March. 
Chegas, thank you very much for your time. Really appreciate it. Thank you very much. That there was the Chief Director for Labor Relations at the Department of Employment and Labor, Tembingosim Kalipi, speaking to us uh, in our Shop Stewards Corner segment.